And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix, and with me in studio we have... For the second time today, Gavin Enslin. <laughs> Pastor Gavin Enslin, and... The Black Knight for the, the second Black time. The Black Knight right here on The Political Show, where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics, and this week's Hot Politics is amazing, because we have a special guest that we're going to be interviewing. We are going to be speaking about the South African economy and how apparently it is under the rule of the British. And we're also going to be speaking about some very interesting news that has come out recently, like recently, recently, in terms of our uh, defense force. And like I said, we're going to be interviewing a special guest. Pastor Gavin, do you want to introduce him? Yes. Um what we'd like to do, and, and obviously it, for those of you listening on Wednesday, you're going to be hearing us saying this the second time. For those of you on Friday, ho- hopefully all that other stuff's going to be cut out. But we, we, we sort of lost our Zoom link there for a second. But I want to introduce, um, you, you can call him Apostle, you can call him Advocate, you can call him uh, Chief Activist, you can call him Pastor. He has many titles, obviously in his house, he's known as Husband or Father. But Apostle Ma Africa Wamaile. Apostle Africa, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. I'm good, Pastor Gavin. Thanks a lot for having me. And also I pass my greetings to Cynthia Giggs and also Black Knight. Thank you guys for hosting me and for inviting me in your, in your show. Awesome. Now, thank, thank you very you, much for you, joining Apostle. us. And obviously, Apostle My Africa, the reason why we have him on the political show is not to, to talk about um, you know church things because he's no longer really running a church anymore. Um, he actually started a new political party were called Akum, the Active African Christian Unity Movement. Yeah. And uh, that, that party has just been registered with the IEC that yeah. in South Africa, that is the Independent Electoral uh, Council. Yeah. And um, so they're an official political party in South Africa now. Awesome. And so we wanted to interview him. And so Apostle Africa, if you could just start off and just uh, tell us a little bit about Akum. We'd love to hear. All right. Um, um, Akum, Akum is, um, is a new political movement that started um, uh, as uh, a pastor's movement during the lockdown. It started as a pastor's movement that was known as Pastors Against Church Closure. Then uh, after that, uh, because there was a lot of injustice and heavy-handedness of the law against the church, and then we we then began to mobilize the entire country, traveling the whole South Africa. When I mean the whole South Africa, I mean according to its political demarcation, nine provinces, 52 districts, all like that. Engaging the pastors on what we call pastors in Daba to say, let's come together and fight together and defend the cause that we are in. Then eventually we had what we call national pastors in Daba. And the national pastors in Daba, there was... A question of saying, must we go political or must we just remain in the church? 
then majority of those pastors were represented uh, at Pretoria Hotel on the 14th, on the 5th and the 12th of November, said, let us go uh, political. Then that's how Active African Christian United Movement was born. Then we began to mobilize, we began to recruit and campaign on the ground to build an organization. So what I can say is that Active African Christian United Movement, ACUM, it's a political and a spiritual movement. Spiritual in a sense that it advances the cause of the kingdom of God. It believes in the unity of the Christians and it represents the spiritual aspect of Christianity in the politics. And it is political in a sense that it is participating in the politics of South Africa. It is registered with IEC and it will be on the ballot paper. ACUM will be on the ballot paper in 2024 even from now in mm. essence we are collecting our iec certificate on friday which is the 12th two days from now <laughs> so we are newly registered movement now akum uh it's a movement that its policies are influenced by the biblical stance they are influenced by the biblical writings and records our health policy economic policy um uh, a land policy, education policy, all our 12 anchors policies that are written in our funding manifesto as the policies of ACUM, they are influenced by the biblical stance. Now, um, ACUM is a fully fleshed Christian movement in a sense that says in its approach and outlook, it does not leave the truth of the Bible out, mm -hmm. though sure. it is participating in the politics which are mainstream. So now ACUM is a ground movement. When we say it's a ground, it's a grassroots movement, a ground-based movement. Why are we saying so? Uh, because um, uh, uh, um, uh, ACUM believes in the essence and the reality of, it believes in the essence and the reality of being where the people are. We are, we are now existing in nine provinces. We are existing in 52 districts. Definitely some districts are not that strong, but we are everywhere in 206 localities. We are pushing for, um, we are pushing for, um, uh, uh, talk to me, we are pushing for, for, for 4,392 watts. Um, we are, we are pushing, we are pushing for 23,151 voting station. Uh, in essence, in 2024, we are looking at becoming the major opposition, or if not the major opposition, the decision makers in who must lead this nation. We are working hard and we are on the ground. We are doing everything that needs to be done in the political terrain. We are not only praying, we are recruiting, we are campaigning, we are planting branches, we are also educating people on daily basis under uh, our our political school that is uh, driven by ACUM. It's mm. called my Shome Political School, which talks about ACUM policies, ACUM strategies, and ACUM ideologies. It's done everywhere. It's traveling for free. If you want to know the politics of ACUM, you can attend the school and get to know our policies, our strategy, and our ideology. So mm. ACUM is here and it will be a game changer and it is already making super waves as i'm speaking to you today in emelo akum is having a protest to uh, saps to complain about criminals who are not being arrested who have done all the wrongs that are they are still rooming on the street they've never been arrested they've ne they are not even on bail they are not even being trialed 
So Akum is on the ground. Akum is doing the work that needs to be done in the political space. That's all I can say for now. And we are calling every Christian who hears us. We are calling every member of the community who believe in the Russia solution as Akum is a Russia's revolutionary movement. Come and be part of what we are building because we are doing all this for the sake of our nation to have proper leadership and to have a bright future. Our country worth fighting for from all angles and perspective. Thank you. Yes, sir. So obviously gigs and black knot we keep looking for these revolutionary leaders yeah being christians yeah because we are quite revolutionary ourselves that's true and yes. i think that within south africa there's a lot of revolutionaries and uh so uh you know today's topic obviously um you can introduce just who we're going to be talking about in terms of what he said yeah and then um we're going to be discussing this with apostle my africa yeah because um you know what what we've always said is that the, the 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 church needs to be taken seriously and it hasn't been if you look at how we were locked down yeah we still you know the three of us here along with our producer glory we still have a lot of um psychological problems because of the <laughs> lockdown you know what i'm saying yeah and so to to have a guy like apostle from africa who's actually going to put the church first in parliament is quite a big deal and i just wanted to mention one of the things that i've picked up is that that's actually a very big issue in this country. We yeah. actually the, the fact that they locked the church down, there are a lot of people in this country, I'd say a majority, mm. are upset about the fact that the church was locked down. Yeah, that's true. But anyway. Yeah. So we the the topic is going to be based, or the interview is going to be based off of um, an interview that happened with uh, Moletim Becky with the SABC, and there were certain things that he mentioned and spoke about in that interview about the South African economy and it being under the rule of the British. Um, so we are going to speak about that. Uh, we're going to hear what Apostle Mo Africa has to say about that. But before we continue, here is a song called Pray For Me. I never wanna get lost in my own 
For me, by God's warrior, how you awesome. forgot who they were. By I did in the beginning. I was like, wait, I know the name of the song, but I don't know who the artist is. But we that need was to pray for you. <laughs> Never mind for me. <laughs> that was "Pray for Me" by God's warrior. That was a really cool, cool track. So we have Apostle Mo Africa as a special guest on the political show, and we're going to start the interview and ask him question based off based off of an interview that happened on the S on SABC, which is a new bro news broadcast here in South Africa. And um, this is, the, so the first question is, unless South Africa changes its trajectory and re-industrializes the economy to accommodate the poor, the angry masses are on the verge of unleashing a violent uprising against the ruling elite so that there was a comment made by economist businessman and political analyst Moletti Mbeki yeah who's the brother of the previous president Thabo Mbeki yes yes and he's criticized Thabo Mbeki in the past quite badly he has he has yeah so do you agree uh, Apostle Mo Africa with that statement and what are your thoughts on that uh, actually, I agree 101% with him. Yeah. And um, I'm advocating for the reform and the transformation of the economy. Yeah. Because you will begin to think like this. Our economy uh, has been in the hands of the few minorities. And uh, since 1994, when democracy came, there was a beautiful basket that was decorated as if it is something inside, but nothing was found inside. Now, majority of the people, they thought there will be a greater participation in the economy, but there has never been any. Uh, you will remember uh, there the, the has been attempts to transform the economy, but uh, it can't work on policy basis until people are 
ordinary people are given the ability, the, the financial access to participate into the economic uh, uh, structure of our nation. What I'm trying to say is a simple thing as saying, for the last part of the time, there has been this idea of saying, um, here is the economy. We have all these major role players. Yeah. Uh, when you go into the food, like your grocer, you get uh, big brands like your ShopRite, your Spa, so on and so forth. Is there any brand that was born in democracy that shows ordinary people who are not in the industry have managed to get into that? Hmm. Nothing like that has happened. Yeah. Have we had any new, um, you know, any new company that came from nowhere and managed to come up to say this is what democracy, the people, nothing. Sure. Then there was a concept under Tabombeki's uh, rule, um, under Tabombeki's leadership, because when I say rule, it's like we are no longer a democratic country, we are a dictatorship. <laughs> and, <laughs> I think sometimes we have a king, yeah. Strategically, we are. But under his presidency, they brought in your, your things like uh, BEE, hmm. uh, Black Economic Empowerment, which decimally failed. Yeah. Because its aim was to do affirmative action, uh, to make sure that they they put uh, across the previously disadvantaged to take part in the economy. But in, es in essence, that was only used as a fronting by the major economic holders. Like, I'll give a simple example. Um, the, 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 the township economy or the informal uh, economy, uh, you you will get your taxi your taxi industry which am, which is a multi million return industry per month. Now that industry was put into say it's one of those that will spearhead uh, the economy in the informal sector. But even though it was like that, it was meant to benefit the previously disadvantaged. It has never happened like that. Why? Because those who had money they came and they fronted with those who don't have money and mm. those who don't have money still remain the same mm. as just glorified employees with yeah. their names on these taxes and so on including this major conglomerates and the companies what they have just done at most is not to restructure the economy they took few uh, blacks uh, i love to call them house negroes they took few <laughs> house negroes house slaves and um, they said, you come into the house, you will eat in the master's kitchen. And the rest of the people became the field slaves. Sure. They are burned by the sun. They are working hard for no return. Only few uh, house Negroes, who house slaves, who have become uh, far much better. You know, yeah. so now we need the restructuring and reindustrialization of the economy in a sense that the industry must open for all i mean i'll give you a simple thing who is still owning the the, the manufacturing who owns 80 percent of south african manufactured food who is owning the production of food all these things are a question of industry once mm -hmm. you are able to own the industry it will also ensure food security. It will also ensure the greater participation into the economy. But till so far,
we don't have economy that is open for the masses of the people, especially the poor and the previous advantaged. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah I just wanted to, to add to that. Obviously, the fact that you got so few controlling, mm. um, you know, we saw now with the lockdowns and all of that, yeah. what that control actually means. Yeah. And when you, when you have a broad-based ownership of industry and things like that, yeah. um, it means some of them can fail and it's not really a problem for the country. Yeah. But right now, you can probably have three or four businesses fold, and we don't have any processed food left yeah. in the country. So that, that, that's issue number one. And also, I believe most of the ownership is overseas. Yeah, yeah. No. Know, so, yeah. Um, so I'm very happy. I don't know, Black Knight, are you happy to hear what Apostle My Africa just said? No, I'm very, very, very happy. <laughs> Haven't you been complaining about this all the time? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually love the fact that you brought up the the fact that BEE hasn't worked in the country and and stuff because it actually ties up with my second question. Yeah, just before that, I just also think yeah. al- along with the economic not being involved in the economy. Yeah. I don't think there's even you know the politicians don't listen to the people. Yeah. There's no real engagement with the people. Mm. Which in terms of what Apostle Africa is saying is very different with Akum. Mm. They're engaging with the people. Yeah. And so that then, then people start having a say. Yeah. And I think people need to have a say if we're a democracy. Otherwise, yeah, don't true. call it a democracy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So uh, my second question is, uh, when we look at the South African economy, it has taken a serious dive and the majority in the country are being impacted by it. Um, Moletin Becky mentioned that the unequal society we, l- we live in was not designed by the apartheid regime as we, as we believe. Like a lot of South Africans believe that it's because of apartheid that we have an unequal society. But it was actually established by the British rule. Uh, do you agree with him and what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> you, you see, um, uh, the, 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 the question is, who were the drivers of the apartheid regime? Yeah. And... Um, and um, what are uh, who are the drivers of the apartheid regime? Then, second to that is that who were the drivers of the apartheid? Um, uh, um, uh, uh, what are no, not the drivers? What are the legacies of uh, apartheid regime? Yeah. Now let us let us begin to understand apartheid from these uh, apartheid, like any other system. It has got uh, the front runners and behind the scene managers. It, it, mm. it was a normal system that works everywhere in the world currently, uh, whereby there are those who are in the forefront of the system and there are those who are behind it. They don't want to be that visible. Mm. Now, what is the role of the British in apartheid? The British in apartheid, they were what we call the master minders there mm. were those who were actually the 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 the, the 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 actual architects of apartheid and given to the likes of your africaners who were necessarily just uh, implementing some of these things I, 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 I don't know if I, if it makes sense yeah. implementing yeah. some of these things so now uh, the British the British were using um, uh, 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 all these other like your Africaners they were using them to be the forefront 
because they never minded the dirty work of it. They never minded. They never minded to be the 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 the, the, the spokesperson to be the PR of this apartheid regime. Mm. But in essence, those who cooked it, those who really prepared the meal, are those are, is the English. We know full well that including including um, uh, 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 all these uh, uh, land. Uh, policies and dispositions and everything. These are the things that were cooked uh, uh, in the palace of the Queen Elizabeth. We 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 cannot even speak double of that. Who is uh, uh, the Queen of England of the of the Great Britain? Now, when it was cooked, it was transported. That you serve it. Who were serving it? Your fair food were just um, the waiters. But in essence, the chef was there in Britain. So what Mweletimbegi is saying, in essence, is to say apartheid, because apartheid we regard it to be of Africaners, of your fervood, or uh, we regard it to be of your DF Malans, of your uh, all these all these guys that we can make mention of them historically. He says it is not them. In essence, it is the queen and those who are working with her who brought in these concepts into South Africa. That's why even during apartheid, I'll tell you this, as much as America and England have claimed uh, to be the champions of human rights, but are you aware that during apartheid, South Africa never suffered any sanctions? South Africa never suffered any limitations or inclinations of their atrocities, even though your sharp massacres were happening even though your langanyanga shootings were happening now in essence america and england were never having a problem with the situation in south africa why because they knew that they are the ones who are causing it why mm. were they causing this it's because at the time when the Africaners were busy chasing black people, they were busy mining in Kimberley. Mm -hmm. They were busy mining uh, uh, in, 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 in all these mining dams that the Zamazama are trying, you know, Western everywhere. That's why even to this day, Britain has got the biggest storage of gold, but they don't have a single gold deposit. They are on 0.0.00 .00 deposit <laughs> of gold in England, but they've got the huge storage. Where did they get the gold from? From uh, the great hole of Kimberley. While mm. they kept the Africaner busy that you sit on top of these people, you rule these people, you fight them. As the Africaners were busy chasing us, they were busy taking the real deposit minerals wealth of our nation now um there is no way that england was gonna have the infrastructure that it's having if it any money backing up those developments where were they getting money from mm -hmm. the money that they have been getting it has been the one of the minerals of the oils or, 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 or you know of nigeria check all the countries that were colonized by britain they south africa is rich in gold uh, uh, zimbabwe is, it has got the most fertile land the most arable land uh, your nigeria has got the the, the 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 oil they made sure they take the fattest they left your Mozambique to your Portugal. They left your Angola to your France. You know why? Because those, they don't have much of what they want. Mm. In essence, in essence, in essence, what the British have done 
It was to destabilize Africa, divide mm. it into 53 states, and make sure that everywhere they see natural minerals, they cause a fight, deploy army in order for them to keep on enjoying and benefiting. Today in Congo, uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, there is the, the fight over cobalt. Yeah. Why is there a fight over cobalt? Not that the government is not stable. The government is stable, but it has been destabilized by those who have interest in that cobalt in order for them to be able to produce atomic bombs and to be able to produce whatever that they are producing out of this cobalt. They destabilize that. Now, let's go back to your question formally to answer it. Uh, 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 an equal society we live in has been decided by, uh, uh, has not been decided by the apartheid regime. Yeah. In essence, what the apartheid regime has done was simply to politicize and legalize inhumanity. But mm. in essence, they don't have the strong hand into the economy. Show me one Afrikaner currently. Show me one Africaner who's a multi-billionaire. Yeah. Show me one Africaner who's a multi-billionaire. They are not. Rupert is not Africaner. Um, uh, um, uh, Oppenheimer is not Africaner. Mm -hmm. All this, Ackerman is not Africaner. All these systems were benefiting the British and the Africaners were just share, were just a waiters and waitrons of this whole thing. In essence, Africaners are suffering at the same hype as blacks in this current stage. Sure. They are suffering almost. At, the only thing that they are having is the old suburbs that they got out of the government system that favored them, that gave them easy credit. But in essence, if you can go to, um, uh, 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 you go to any CBD nearby where white community stays, you see poverty mm -hmm. at the mm -hmm. same level as you see it in your Alexander, in your Deviton, in yeah. your Soweto, in your Haman Skrull, in your Munsiwa Mafiken, everywhere you go. So in essence, this whole thing, it is a British manufacturing. I agree with him. It is a British manufacturing. What apartheid were doing, they were just the stage performers. Sure. But the directors, they are there in the Commonwealth. That's why if we want South Africa to have a proper economy, we need to be able to detach from these international leaks like mm -hmm. your Commonwealth. We need to be able to detach from all these leaks that are international that are not saving the interest of our people and i will tell you this when jacob zuma wanted to move out of the commonwealth um he got a letter from the secretary of the un then when he wanted to even detach from the un they sent him a letter telling him how much the economy of the country will suffer if he makes that decision the question is what where do they get a power to make the economy of South Africa suffer when they are in yeah. England? Sure. How yeah. the distance dictates that they are far from us. Mm. We don't get anything from them. Number one, I'll tell you, what is it that England, Britain is exporting to South Africa? Are they giving us millimil? Are they giving us anything? Problems. Are we getting salt <laughs> from them? Come again. They export problems. What are we getting? Us. Yeah, now. The, the only thing they're exporting is just problems and instability <laughs> to all countries. Yeah. But they say we will affect the economy. How come are they able to affect the economy whereas they are so far? Yeah. It shows you that these are the people who are holding the economy of our nation. Now, let's go into a simple discussion in answering this with more evidence. 
who is owning the South African Reserve Bank that is located in Pretoria uh, on Prinslow Street and Fermilen? Who is owning that? Because it is privately owned. Yeah, we don't have it. It's 80% private. of it is privately owned. Now, it's owned by the British families. It's owned by the few British families. It's controlled by your Queen Elizabeth, who are determining the repo rate, who are determining the interest rate, mm. who are determining the prices of your fuel, who are determining the prices of your daily food, who are determining everything. So should they not want you, they make sure that they deal with the economy and they will do it. Mm. Less than now, not take it far. Still in Sadek, we can talk about Zimbabwe. When Mugabe began to fight against the, uh, to implement the Lancaster Treaty, which the British signed with the Zimbabwean government to say, give us land for 30 years and after 30 years you will take it back or we'll pay you this amount. They never paid when he took the land. What crumbled the economy of Zimbabwe? It was Britain. To show you that Britain is the one that has, in, that has really anchored and orchestrated the economic, uh, uh, what do you call it? It has orchestrated these economic inequalities. Yeah. So uh, if they were able to crumble the economy of Zimbabwe, that a Zim dollar in 1992, December Zim dollar in 1992 December was higher than one rent with 250. It was one Zim dollar was 250 to rent, but right now one Zim dollar it's equals to to rent is equal to something like uh, the 800,000. You understand? So now, how come was that possible? Because of our African economy has been built on the British foundation in such a way that we are dependent on them and the moment we want to move is like you are beating the hand that feeds us they just remove the plate and we will start will starve and the question is one why so far it has not been corrected that's probably that's what you'll ask why so far it has not been corrected it is because south african government our presidents, especially the likes of your Mbeki, the likes of your Ramaphosa, they are enjoying to sleep in the same bed with the foreign powers and the foreign conventions that continue to deepen us. I mean, look at us right now. Our economy is IMF dependent. We are depending on IMF in order for us to continue. We take loans there, everything there. The question is one, are we ever going to be able to pay them? with such cumbersome interest. And eventually, that is the same thing that stagnates our economy. Make it hard and impossible to restructure the economy, because when you want to restructure the economy, you still have to service a bigger bill that they are causing. And the current president, he has happened to be the puppet of the Westerns. That's why even our media support him every day. That's why on the newspaper, they'll never say anything. I mean, we had lockdown. A rent never went down. We had mm -hmm. all this money funds in the mattress. Rent never went down. Economy has never been affected. Why? Because those who love him, they keep the economy afloat. But the day they hate him, they will make sure that it crumbles down. Mm. That is the problem we're having. If they can be able to affect economy at that level, they can be able to put even the structures of who participate in that economy. Yeah.
Sure. They will. They will. They have that power to do so. Why? Because of how the economy is structured. Yeah. Sure. That is a very interesting look at very different view of apartheid and the economy and the society that we live in and stuff. Yeah. But it does sound like what people who listen to political show yes, normally hear. Definitely. Definitely. You, you, you fit right in with the political show, Apostle. <laughs> Here is a song by Henry Saul featuring Limo Blaze called SDF. When I think about the love you didn't show to me, it bust my brain. No. The kind of love we are no fit shall I yeah. Updated and entertained with Active FM on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Engage with us, like the post, comment, share them out, retweet, and repost. Spread the word, Active FM. Radio has never been better. That was Henry Soul featuring Limo Blaze called Saved, Delivered and Free. That is the title of the song. It's really, really awesome. So we've been intervie- interviewing Apostle Mo Africa from Akum and we've had some very interesting insights about the economy and what is happening and stuff. Pastor Gavin, do you have one final question? 
Yes, the question, Ive, is a big one. And, um, you know, it's been in the news recently that, first of all, the South African National Defence Force, that's the army in South Africa, have been put on standby. They say to um, stop a deteriorating system in, uh, in a uh, situation in South Africa because uh, people have been protesting. You know, uh, Apostle Africa mentioned earlier about the Zamazamas, which is the legal miners, and many of them are, are people that have come illegally to South Africa and now committing crimes. They raped girls, you know, all sorts of horrible things. We've spoken about it, you know, on the show. Yeah. And so... Um, the, 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 I've also seen reports that not only is the Soviet National Defense Force on, um, you know, on, on alert, but that the, the United States Army is on alert. Yeah. And um, so looking at what happened to Donald Trump the other night, where the FBI came and raided his house, and mm. Joe Biden's house has never been raided, but if you look at what's on Hunter Biden's laptop, I mm. mean, it's hectic stuff. Yeah. You know, take away the political stuff. Just the sex stuff is like hectic. Never yeah. mind the political stuff. Yeah. And uh, yet his house has never been raided. So with a government like that, that's going to raid Donald Trump mm. over some documents, they said. <laughs> and there's a whole lot of problems, you know, just with that concept of raiding an ex-president's house. Um, my question to Apostle My Africa was his, your thoughts, sir, on um, the, the, the statement that the Saving Defense Force is on alert. I actually saw a whole lot of, uh, like a convoy last night, coming from Santon to the south of Johannesburg. So I saw a convoy of these military trucks. So Apostle My Africa, what is your thought you know, on the reports of the Defense Force potentially being used to stop the unrest and maybe using the Defense Force instead of solving the real problems? As you, as you are saying, I, I, will, I will just ask, I will just look at it from a simple angle. They are. They, they, they say they are stabilizing the situation using the military. In essence, they are suppressing the people. Hmm. They are suppressing the people. In essence, uh, they are. They are intimidating the people. In essence, they are threatening the people. Uh, they are not stabilizing the situation. The real solution is to say. How do we resolve the problem? What is the problem? Let's talk. What is it that the people are fighting for? We look at the current unrest uh, that are happening in the Western. Eight women being raped by foreign nationals who are illegal immigrants. Now, if, if eight women are raped, they are coming from family. And these are African families. An average African family is interlinked with close to uh, uh, 30 families. In a sense that when I'm here, I've got my brother there, my, my wife's family there. Now, these people, they're interlinked into the community. If eight people have been raped, we are talking close mm -hmm. to uh, a, a, a thousand people, mm -hmm. 500 to a thousand people. Sure. Now, they are enough to cause a riot mm -hmm. because... Any one of these people who are fighting, they are not talking a case far-fetched. They are not saying somebody is being raped in KZN, whom they don't even know. They Eight women were raped. Now, this is a, these are sisters, these are cousins, these are wives, these are neighbors, these are churchmates, these are stockfell uh, fellas, these are social buddies, drinking buddies, prayer partners, whatever that they are. Yeah. You can never say such situation. You want to use threats 
an intimidation to stabilize it. Mm. You know, what I can liken this situation to sweeping death under the carpet. Mm. <laughs> South African government is playing a very, very dangerous and deadly game. They are sweeping the, the death under the carpet, sweep the death under the carpet. Every time when the people are trying to speak, military is deployed against the people. Every time when the people are calling for a real solution, military is deployed. We saw it uh, in uh, last year when the malls were burning. Instead of listening to the people and dealing with the real problem, military is deployed. Now, the illegal immigrants have raped the citizens. Military is deployed. Sweep the death under the carpet. In no time, under the very same carpet, there will be worms that will come out. Mm. And you will never sweep the worms back because they will keep on moving, climbing on top of the same broom. They will get everywhere and it will be uncontrollable. What I can advise is to say, instead of using the military to silence the community, let us use enforcement to clean any illegality yeah. and buy the confidence of the citizens that we are addressing this issue of illegal immigrants. Trust me, trust me, those Zamazamas, they are a real threat to the community. Yeah. They are the ones who need the heavy handedness of the law. They are the ones who need fierce enforcement of the law. They are the ones who need to face the might of the law. But in essence, the communities have become the victims of the perpetrators and victims of the government, which has the power to protect them. So now, I will tell you the honest truth. An average citizen whose eyes are open currently, he has lost faith in our government. Yeah. Why have, uh, why have the people lost faith in our government? Not because of anything except that the government has successfully failed against to it have failed to act in the interest of the people they always work against the people mm. i mean why send the military people to say now here we are uh, 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 all women who were raped go to your houses and sleep now it's late you can't be on the streets uh, there is a curfew you were raped shut up sit there why not call these people why not try to put them into counseling? Mm. Why not call a community meeting with Western community? It's not a very huge community. And ask them what's the problem. Some have not been raped. Some have taken their phones. Some, they are, they, there was a breaking into the house. Get to the bottom of the problem and resolve the problem. And you will realize that the problem of Western, it is not different from the problem of the entire South Africa. Yeah. Problems of our nation, they are interlinked and connected. Mm. So once you hear the crisis of one community, it will also begin to erupt in different communities and flood in different spaces. Then we know what are we dealing with. And mm. the government must commit to bringing solution in that regard. That's yeah. it. Sure. Why now suppress them? Now, let me ask you, if you send military to these women who were raped, what are you saying? Sit with your wounds, sit in your house, keep quiet, don't talk, don't be frustrated. As, as the minister of police, uh, Begitele said, a, a woman was raped once is lucky. <laughs> yes. Is that the case? No. no, that's what he said. Is that the case of saying, oh, they took your car, they did not kill you, hey, you are lucky. People, they take their cars and they kill them. Is that the case that we are in?
Hmm. Is that the case of saying they broke into your house? Yes. Oh, they didn't rape your daughter or your wife, or they didn't. They they just took a, a microwave. You are lucky. <laughs> Is that the level we are really willing to stoop low to? Mm. So now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that our government really need to assess itself and look at how they are dealing with the citizens. Yeah. Because every day they're defeating a hope of them ordinary citizens of our country yeah. who are looking up to the government to bring the solution, who are looking up to the government to come on the table and say, I mean, we, we you voted us we want to hear what do you want here's a situation we see you are burning we see you are burning let's talk what do you want that's how it should be not the thing of saying we're sending military you will you must shut up you must keep quiet don't talk you know what the minister of police did other day telling one uh, uh white guy that you must shut up shut up it, that is the posture of our government. Yeah. Everybody must just shut up. Uh, the, the soldier, if you can shut up, the soldiers will come and intimidate you to shut up. That's where we are put now. So it's not a solution at all. Yeah. It is not. The, the, the soldiers were supposed to be utilized in making sure that they clean all those holes. They arrest all those illegal miners. Yeah. That's what was supposed to happen. Sure. The government must serve the people, protect the citizens. But now the government is intimidating the citizens that even if you are beaten, even if you are raped, even if you, 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 you know, you, 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 your house is being broken into, even if all these wrong things are happening, you don't have to talk. All you have to do is keep quiet and sit there as if nothing is happening. Should you want to talk, we'll send the, the, the military. Because the police, you will talk. You are not scared of them. You will talk when they're here. We'll send the military to help you keep quiet properly. That's where we are. Thanks, Jason. And just one, one more question. Um, obviously, last year we had the local government elections in South Africa. And uh, one of the things that we were, we were predicting on the political show was that, especially the three main parties, the ANC, African National Congress, the Democratic Alliance, and the, the Economic Freedom Fighters, we believed that they were all going to lose support. And what we saw after elections was that together, the three of them in the 2019 national elections had 92% of the vote. And uh, last year they had, I think it was 72% of the vote. So yeah. the three of them together lost 20% of the overall vote, you know, in the country. To us that, that says, that said that uh, South Africa is looking for new people to vote for. Mm. Um, just your, your final comments on that. Uh, in uh, in in 2024, they will lose uh, 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 40 to 50 percent, mm. all of them. <laughs> that that's a reality. Um, let me tell you this: people are not stupid. Mm. People are not stupid. People are smart. Once uh, anything happens in the country, lockdowns happens, all these things happen. The major role players, being the ANC and the DA. Uh, and the EFF, they are all quiet because they are all paid from the same account. They are not opposing anything. People are forced to vaccine. They are all quiet about it. Uh, health Act is being passed. They are quiet about it. People, they see that here, we are not led. 
by opposition. These are the same person dressed in different colors. Mm. Is the same person dressed in different colors. Now, what I can tell you is this. People understand that anything that happens in parliament, it involves all who are in it. That's why they choose to punish the ruling party, including the major oppositions, the three biggest parties. And it will continue like that. In essence, people choose to even have hope in Freedom Front Plus, <laughs> as opposed to the DA. Many, many white African moved from DA to Freedom Front Plus, gave it more votes than they did with the DA, because they feel like the DA is just doing what the ANC is doing, yeah. including the same thing that happened with the EFF. Now, what I'm going to tell you is this. Indeed, politically speaking, uh, there is what we call a fertile ground for new movement. Yeah. People are looking for a change and a real change. The voters... People are no longer voting that much. Why? Because they need a real reason for them to vote. Mm. You cannot tell them that we fought for your democracy, therefore vote. Majority of those who are supposed to vote now, they were born after 94. They know nothing about apartheid. Now, people want a real thing. People want real policies. People want a, a, a real reasons why they must do it. And in essence you begin to see that all these three major role players in South Africa, they have been hanging on three issues, race, history, and also personality. Uh, you are voting for whoever. Uh, remember our history. We are coming from apartheid. That is the, the call of others. Others is the question of a race. We are for whites. We are for blacks. Then that is that. But there is nothing that speaks to ordinary South Africans for them to have hope in any political party. That's why new movements like Akuma are coming with advanced policies that are more refreshed, that are totally different from all this, because people want a solution. And also these policies are not made by an individual sitting and drinking coffee. <laughs> These are policies that are breed by the people on the ground who tell us what is needed, what they want. That's why you see all this change that is there. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. In 1 Corinthians 4 verse 2, it says, Now a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. Yes. And in terms of all of the things that Apostle Africa has been saying today, I think that's the issue. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't think it's only the issue in South Africa. And I mean, it's like Apostle Africa studied our show, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with, with all the things that he's saying. Yeah. But I know those are those are their policies. Yeah. And uh, I, we're supposed to be objective, yeah, mm. on the political show. But <laughs> hearing what he's saying today, because I mean, none of the other politicians are saying what he's saying. Yeah. And and what he's saying is the truth. That is the problem. I mean, sometimes Julius Malema sort of skirts it, mm. but he doesn't actually really get into the issue what the real problem is. Um, and so. The, the, the problem with politicians in South Africa, and I think it's even worse in Europe and America, mm. is that they're not faithful. Mm. And they're beholden to mm. people that have given their money. And they're not really the representatives of the people. Mm. They're representatives of the people in, in name only. Mm. And so therefore, people are frustrated. And now the problem is they created this thing called the internet. And all these people can talk to each other and you can censor them broken. They find the information they want to find out. Mm. They're not interested in the CNNs of the world. They're not interested in the Fox Newses or the ENCAs of the world. Mm. They, 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 they know where to find the truth. And, and one of the things that I feel 
is that voters in South Africa are a lot wiser than voters in America. Hmm. I can't see that South Africa would ever vote a guy like Joe Biden into power. I, I just can't see it. And if you look at now with the lockdowns, how awake South Africans were, hmm. you know, um, people fell for it big time in Europe, even in parts of the States, Australia, places like that. Um, even if you look at what's happening right now in China and the way that the state there is brutalizing people over COVID, mm. but sometimes they're using COVID lockdowns to stop people trying to go to the bank to withdraw their money because they've got a huge crisis going on there yeah, at the moment yeah. as well. And so that's why, you know, as a saver and living in South Africa, I have hope because we have politicians like Apostle Africa. Mm. you know what I'm saying, yeah. who can advocate for the people and, you know, in, 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 a, in, a, in a very real way. So um, what I just want to say to any person that's listening, if you want to be in a leadership position, if you want to be the manager of anything, the biblical standard is clear there. Mm. You've got to be faithful. You want to be a leader in the church, you've got to be faithful. And uh, that's just you know what I think we should uh, listen to. And I think that's what Apostle Mavi was saying, even talking about the fact that we've got all these rights because eight women got raped. Mm. Don't come and quash it with humility. Yeah. Show the people that you as the leaders are faithful. Yeah. Which we agree hasn't been happening. Yeah. Thank you so much, Apostle Mo Africa, for joining us on the political show today. You have been listening to the political show with your girl Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gigs and with me in studio we have Gavin Instant. Pastor Gavin Instant and the Black Knight. The Black Knight, where Christ politics is Hot Politics. Hot politics. Cheers, Apostle Mo Africa. Thanks a lot. Much appreciated. All our listeners, please let's stand up and make the difference. This is the time that the Christian community stand up. Yes. We cannot sit down when the world is deciding for us which direction to take. Yes. We need to decide our destiny. We need to be active. Yes. That's why we are active African Christian community. I'm glad I'm on Active FM. Yeah. It's a time of activi activism, activity, <laughs> activeness. Let's all stand up and do something. Thank you. Blessings to you, Pastor Gavin. Blessings to you, uh, uh, Cynthia Geeks. Uh, blessings to you, Black Knight. Thank you. Much appreciate. Blessings upon blessings. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Active FM. Radio has never been better.